This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey, it's Andy. Welcome back to your woo-woo best friend. I'm so thrilled to have you here for another episode. I have a guest today and she's kind of like my ultimate dream girl. I just adore this woman. I'm going to introduce you to her in just a few minutes. Before we get there, I wanted to give you some updates on what is happening in my world and here on the show and in our community. First up, I know so many of you are interested in when Casa Noon will be launching. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about this on the show today. We originally planned for a launch date of September and... If you're listening to this episode as it drops, you know that we are way beyond September. It's now October. So when is the product coming? Well, the reality is I am being a very conscious keeper of this brand, and that means that I am holding the quality standards super, super high. So that's one thing, and that's causing a little bit of a delay or maybe a couple months worth of delays. And then secondly, we've had some challenges with our packaging and I'm being really perfectionistic about our packaging too. And so that's causing a little bit of a delay. So you put those delays together and we're about six months delayed to be very honest. So we originally thought we were going to be sharing this product with you last month. And now I'm going to plan to share this product with you around the spring equinox, which is truly the most beautiful fresh start time I can imagine for the launch of this brand. If for some reason things get completed sooner than that, and I am ready to share a small batch of this product in advance of the spring equinox, and you are on our VIP list, you will get first access And just know, because I'm being the conscious keeper of the quality of this brand, this product is going to be so, so yummy. You are going to absolutely, you're just going to love it. It's, I'm, I'm using our samples as we've been creating it and we have the final sample. Okay. I'll just give you the whole play by play. Okay. I'll just give it to you. We have the final sample. It's done. It was made in our chemist's office in Australia. What we're trying to do now is duplicate that effort in our factory in the U.S. So that's what is kind of taking a little bit longer is we want to make sure we're still matching what we created at the chemist office in Australia. So now you know the whole story. And now you know when you get your hands on that product, the product that I have now, it's going to be that very best version that the chemist made that I am obsessed with. It's going to be super clean. It's going to have all the functional ingredients that I want it to have. And it's amazing for your skin. It is already doing incredible things for my skin. So it's coming and it's going to look beautiful sitting on your bathroom counter. So that's the update. I will keep you posted. And you know, I'm an open book and share the full look behind the curtain if you are in this community. So if you have other questions about this whole process, just send me a DM and I'm happy to chat with you about it, especially if you're building a brand too. And you're like, 
okay, some of this gets a little wild and like what questions should I be asking that I haven't even thought of yet? I'm learning so much of that. I also wanted to tell you we are continuing our free masterclass inside the Unschool Intuitive Biz Academy called How to Launch. And it's some of those first steps that you need when you're considering launching something new in your conscious business. So if you're interested in taking that class and you have not yet taken it, it is free and it's available to you now. And we have a link in the show notes. The Intuitive Business Academy is still open as well. And that includes multiple courses. That includes how to start and the manifestation blueprint. I have been the woman afraid to check her bank account, dreaming of traveling the world, wondering if I hustled a little harder, if I would figure out how to quantum leap. I've been the woman who was the black sheep of her family, wanting to leave the town I grew up in, ditch the nine to five, only to be called irresponsible and told, hey, you know what? It would be way safer just to stay small. In this program, these two courses, How to Start, will give you the tools, the playbook, the spreadsheets, the copy, all of it that I have used to create my business. And you get Manifestation Blueprint, which will help you to stay in that manifestation mindset as you level up. It's available now and I have the link in the show notes for that too. Now let's meet today's show guest. Her name is Lisa O'Connor. She is a multifaceted creative entrepreneur who weaves together her experience and expertise in wellness, design, aesthetics, healing, and skin to connect people back to their true nature and beauty. Do you get it? Do you see why I love her so much? You're going to hear actually in our conversation that our astrological big three are two of the three are the same and our husbands are actually the same too. We're kind of just kindred souls in that way. She studied fashion merchandising and marketing at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And then she became a holistic nutritionist and kundalini yoga teacher. She has a matcha line called Radiance Matcha, which combines her love of wellness, internal beauty, nature, and utilizing daily rituals and practices to further enhance and enrich your life. Let's meet her. Welcome to the show, Lisa O'Connor. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to, yeah, be back on the mic and be chatting and to be here with you. I'm so, I'm so happy to have you. You and I have so many things in common. And I know we don't really know each other that well. It's like, you know, I know you from our conversation over on your podcast, and I know you from listening to your show and Instagram, but we have all these things in common from a background in fashion and marketing to our kundalini background as well. And you've just launched a really beautiful brand. I'm working on launching my brand, Casa Noon. So we have all of this kind of like through lines. And then you, of course, are a traveler. And I want to talk about that and your your big life transition that's recently happened. So we have all these through lines. And I'm like, oh, she's kind of like my soul sister. And we 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 barely even know each yeah. other. So I want to talk about all those things. Yeah. And we also, too, remember we were chatting on um, my podcast about our husbands with their... Oh, Yeah. Poor son, 
Aries moon yes. and their, yeah, that similarity. Yeah. So it's so interesting how there's that mm-hmm. like constellation within the, the astral realm as well. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, wait, tell me what your big three are in astrology. Remind me. Mm-hmm. So I'm Scorpio sun, uh-huh. Taurus moon, and Capricorn uh-huh. rising. And we have that in common too. I'm Leo sun, but Taurus moon, Cap rising. There we go. Uh-huh. I knew. Wild. <laughs> yeah. And our husband. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're like the same person, but not, you know. It's, yeah. Oh my, that's so fun. That's so fun. Okay. So I want to start with asking you about your journey from your fashion program and what you studied and moving through that experience and then into holistic nutrition and then into kundalini yoga. And of course, I want to talk about radiance mantra too, but I'm interested in that like first part of your journey and how, how, how all of that transpired and what really, what called you into each of those things and then the pivots along the way. Mm, Yeah, it's quite the journey. I have always been into fashion and creative you know, just creative work. And I started dancing when I was three years old. I started with ballet and jazz and tap. And so I've always had that part of me that has been yearning to kind of express myself in some ways. And when I was growing up, that was through dance. And, and you know, we all go through our own different styles throughout our youth and adolescence and really kind of tapping into our own unique style and our own unique aesthetic. And for me, going into the fashion realm specifically, because I did, I remember my mom would say often to me, I was quite, I don't know if this is the Taurus moon and you kind of had this, that I was quite stubborn. So she would try to dress me Mm -hmm. or try to do my hair or try to kind of, you know, put clothes on me. But I was like, no. I want to wear this. I don't want to comb my hair. I want to look like this. So I do genuinely, I tap into like my, my inner child. I do always feel like I had this sense of self and this sense of style. Fashion came into play. Actually, I was living in South Africa at the time and it was around the time when blogs were just coming out. Like we're talking 2005, 2006 blog spot that whole world, like back in the day, I don't know if anyone will remember, but there was like Fashion Toast and Rumi Neely and Carla's Closet and Garance Duray, that's when she started, and Nightcat. And there's all of these different blogs. And I was living in South Africa at the time and I was so isolated. I was really lonely. And I thought, hey, why don't I start a fashion blog? Like, I don't know where like the download specifically came through at that time, but I was just like, I'm going to start a fashion blog. It was called Least Looks. And I was quite courageous at that time because thinking back, (laughs) I would get my ex-boyfriend to just start taking photos of me, like full on what someone would, I guess, consider now like a you know, kind of like a, just like a fit pick or something like that. Or Mm -hmm. I don't even know the lingo actually anymore. (laughs) I feel so out (laughs) of it, but I, yeah, just started this, 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 I guess, place online to express that creativity, to express my style. And 
it actually, I mean, it didn't take off in the way that some of these blogs taken off, like took off, but I remember like Vogue Korea contacting me and I was in like a couple of other like Australian fashion magazines and I had, you know, who, what, where, like when they were starting out, I was featured and, and so it was a really fun place for me to yeah. connect with other people online and have that outlet, but then feel like I could be my creative self. And then, yeah, it just so happened I moved away from South Africa. The relationship ended and I applied to FIT in New York to fashion school and I studied marketing and merchandising. And yeah, it was such a great great, phenomenal experience to live in New York and then to be in fashion school. It was kind of like the, I guess, how someone would picture it, kind of watching in a movie or like that very New York fashion school kind of way. It definitely was that. Um, But yeah, actually New York, living in New York, I started to become really sick and I actually started to get symptoms when I was living in South Africa. And that's kind of how I started to get into nutrition because it's, I'm not even, it's such a long, you can ask any questions, Andy, if you want to kind of like get a little bit more specific on that, but pretty much it, you know, I was quite ill and very symptomatic. I had, you know, 50, 60, 70 symptoms. Doctors couldn't figure out what's wrong with me. And so when I was living in South Africa, that's when I started to get into nutrition into taking, I guess you could say control of my health. I started to read up about nutrition. I started to study it. That was when I first bought a juicer back in the day and really just started to take care of my body because I was getting no answers from the external world. And so that's kind of really like in the smallest of nutshell of a story, how I got into nutrition, because I started to become really passionate about what we put in our bodies. And I started to, it didn't completely eradicate what was going on in my body or it didn't quote unquote heal me, but it helped in a really deep way. And so that's kind of where I, yeah. So I went to study nutrition and really to kind of tie everything back you can kind of still see this through line in my work now with Radiance Matcha. And when I had my holistic, you know, nutrition practice and teaching Kundalini and all of those things, there's always been this through line of design and aesthetic and really kind of allowing my internal world to be expressed externally. And I guess that's health wise too, right? We need to focus on our internal landscape and cellular nature, but then that's also expressed externally. So it all mirrors each other, but yeah, I mean, I could say so many more things, but I'll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's so obvious looking at everything that you do with Radiance Matcha and even your website and Instagram that you have this, the eye of someone in fashion, you have that eye. It's so beautifully expressed everything that you do and you can see that like deep that deep reflection on the inner world through your brand as well so it's it's just really it's it's just a it's just a gorgeous coming together of all of those things I'm interested about 
or specifically in how you found kundalini yoga when you first discovered it. I always find the story of finding kundalini to be interesting because we, each of us that are practitioners of kundalini or teach it typically have a pretty, pretty cool story of how they found their way to it. So I'm interested in yours. Mm. Yeah, mine's quite interesting too, because it was, I'd heard about kundalini, like living in New York and kind of, there was this kind of kundalini culture and I would actually see back then it's like a lot of people wore the all white and the turbans and Mm -hmm. that kind of more I guess aesthetic and I would always and I think a lot of people resonate with this I would always be like that looks so weird why do they have to wear that that's just not for me and it wasn't until I think it was like 2017 2018 so I was living in Toronto at the time And I'd already finished nutrition school and I was practicing and and working with clients one-to-one. It was in around that time where I heard a podcast with Guru Jagat. And I just Mm -hmm. remember listening to that podcast, listening to her sound current. I could actually feel her. I could feel her aura. I could feel her energy. The way that she spoke, the way that she communicated, the, the... just the power and the confidence that she held in herself and in her voice and talking about Kundalini, I was like, I want that. Like, I I want some of that. Like, what is that? What, how can I get a piece of that? And so that's when I signed up for Rama online. And I literally just started practicing. I remember my first 40-day practice was something called the radiance meditation. And I remember doing it for 40 Mm -hmm. days. And at the time too, I was along with all of the other symptoms I was still working through and going through and feeling, um, because I was still really deep in healing my body. I got really bad acne along that journey, actually when I was living in New York and nothing was working. I tried so many things. I tried so many products. I tried so many natural treatments. I tried trentinoin. I never took, luckily, antibiotics for my skin or took any, you know, harsh medication, but I just couldn't figure it out. And I had heard and like I started to research Kundalini and there was like this through line that Kundalini often left the skin and the glandular system and the body at a state where it could self-heal right? There was this Mm -hmm. just a lot of things that go through, you know, the body, the mind, the soul system come to, at least in the way that I was seeing it and hearing it at that point, but now I've experienced it on such a deep level that it really does help to regulate the nervous system. It helps to increase vitality. It helps to detox, but it also, the thing for me, it was very mental. So doing kind of my first 40 day practice and doing the, like the radiance meditation, it wasn't to fix, you know, my skin. It was actually just to feel better about my skin Mm -hmm. being the way that it was. And through that, that's when I feel like it opened up a door for me. And I started to find just better solutions. Or I was, you know, I stopped all of my skincare and I went to like the basic, basic, basics. And I just started to take different actions because I started to have that internal rewiring and regulation and 
yeah, it really was a huge component in healing my in healing my acne. Tell me about the beauty collection. Mm, yeah, the beauty collection is a place that I wanted to create because I going through my own skin journey and experience, I wanted to pull everything that helped me pull the practices, the tools, the products, and have it all in one place and have it all wrapped up in the kind of aesthetic and way and energy that I felt like, yeah, I wanted to express. And I remember I was actually practicing Kundalini when the download came through to have it in the in the order that it is, cleanse, tone, and hydrate, and then create the practices. So there's three kind of sets, cleanse, and then there's a kundalini set, breathwork meditation for cleanse, and then the same for tone, and then the same for hydrate. And then I wanted to create like a beauty meditation around it, and then products, because for me, it wasn't just one thing. So it wasn't just the kundalini or it wasn't just products or it wasn't just tools or it wasn't just what I was intaking. It was all of it. So I wanted to create this collection to really unify and to have this space that, hey, right? Like kind of saying to someone, this might help you. This might help you feel more radiant. This might help your skin. This might help you feel more confident or more beautiful and yeah, that that's essentially the beauty collection. It's it's so it's so it's just beautiful. I when I first was exploring all of the things that you offer, I was like, oh, this is quite magical. It's so it's so so good. So Thank you. I um, I'll Thank have you. a link to the beauty collection in the show notes, and I know a lot of our listeners are either Kundalini practitioners themselves or kundalini interested so if you are one of those people definitely go check the beauty collection out it's so it's so cool so so cool thank you okay, so much okay i want to pivot <laughs> yeah i want to pivot and i want to ask you about your move so the last time you and i spoke you were preparing for this big transition and now you've you've been in it so tell tell me a little bit about your move and i'm so interested too in what lessons and experiences are coming up for you as you as you embrace such a big transformation in place lots lots <laughs> lots of lessons lots of you know when big change happens we think we know how we're going to feel on the other side or we have these expectations and i went into it being very mindful not to have these grand expectations or to kind of future cast and be like, this is how I'm going to feel. And, oh my gosh, Lisa, like you're moving to quote unquote paradise. And kind of, I think it can get really easy to, to twist it in this light of, oh, things are just going to be so easy and you're going to be living in this environment. And this is how it's going to be because even before moving, I knew I was moving into a place that I don't have a kitchen. So food is provided right now. And 
that for me was a huge thing. I am so used to grocery shopping, running all the errands, cooking the food by choice, right? Like that is something my husband would totally help or take on if, you know, I asked or he does sometimes. But for me, it gives me so much joy. I love doing it. It's something that for me really lights me up. And so moving, that's like one simple example, but moving someplace where I now don't have access to that. And I will, right? This is just a season of our life. But it's really interesting because you start to have this conversation of who am I without that, right? Who am I without Mm -hmm. the identity of being a nurturer in that way or expressing love through food or being busy by, you know, going to the grocery store, to the farmer's market every day. Cause I usually would like, yeah, at some point in the day, be at like the corner store or be at a grocery store or be planning, or I'm sure you know how it is. It's right. That's just, yeah. That's also city life, right? It's just, it's totally busy. It's busy, busy, busy living in a big city. And yeah, coming now to the jungle. And so if if people don't know, I'm kind of not jungle, jungle Costa Rica. Like I'm still in, yeah, a really nice kind of, you know, I guess you could call it like a compound in a way. It's still very raw. It's still not a lot of conveniences. If you need something, it's like, okay, you're going to have to, you know, drive to drive to get it. And I'm so used to living someplace where it's like, okay, if you need something, you're like a two minute walk from a post office, a corner store, somewhere you can get groceries, somewhere you can get that. Like, it's just, it's all available. So to then move that for me, I kind of, I did have that expectation that it would be a little bit more difficult. It really was. It, yeah. And I still think it's so interesting because it's only been six weeks. People have told me that, oh, they're like, Lisa, it's only been six weeks. It's going to take months and months. Like it could take you, you know, six months or even more to feel grounded and to feel settled in some place. So it's you been a journey. And our, yeah. Yeah. In our original conversation over email, we talked about having the shared muse of nature and you're really getting that experience of living in nature versus living very much a city life like you were before. How are you, how are you tapping into the beauty of nature every day in your new environment? Oh, that part of it. I just, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I'm in awe to look out the window and see the jungle greenery to walk out my door. And honestly, probably 50% of the time, there's a big giant iguana sitting on like, <laughs> <laughs> like literally sunbathing on this rock that's kind of just outside our door. And then you're met with just, first of all, the heat the sun, the humidity. So that pretty much like, it's almost feels like nature is enveloping me with like a hug and like a kiss from the sun. And then 
you see, I, I'm, I'm probably exposed to like 20, 30 butterflies a day. And, you know, there's parrots on the property or macaw, they, they're macaws, red, you know, red macaws here. And you hear the monkeys and it's just, it's, to me, it's like this whole sensory somatic experience. And I feel so lucky because, yeah, I remember, Andy, even us talking about living in the city and then, you know, getting that nature fix, even if it was like putting your feet on a plot of grass or like, or just touching Mm -hmm. a tree, like whatever that, whatever that is. And that's still also, I really want to say that's still incredible. And if you're living in a city, then harness all of the nature that you can get for me now, it really does feel like this immersion and it feels like this awe state. But at the same time, I just don't take it for granted. Every day, I'm still like that, like I was living in a city. <gasps> like, look at that butterfly. Like, look at that. Like, I just, I still look up at like, you know, the monkeys or the macaws or the iguana and like, I say hi to them or like, I I just, I have this and I know it can sound so cheesy, but I really do feel so much more connected to nature. I feel like, and and I felt like this before, but I feel like it's just, it takes more effort. And it's a little bit more difficult to feel like we are nature and nature is us. And here I feel this deep connection and this deep knowing that we are nature, like, period. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And it's just such an important reminder. And as you said, it doesn't matter if you're living in a city and all you can do is put your feet in a plot of grass. It's so it's so good for us in so many ways. It's grounding and creativity enhancing and helps to regulate our nervous system. And it's just all the things that we truly need, especially at this time on the planet. What are some of the daily rituals and practices that you're doing now to help you to stay grounded amidst such a big transition? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. For me, I always will come back to my Kundalini practice. I will say that is one thing amongst kind of going through, whether it's an internal kind of, you know, discomfort, whether I wake up and I feel maybe a little icky or I'm a little sad or I miss something or I miss someone or I'm just not in the best mood, whatever that is. For me, when I, you know, open the blinds and I see the green and I have my meditation cushion in front of it to ground into my breath, to ground into my practice, I'm usually at some point, like my my practice usually changes, but I really focus on, you know, doing some form of breath, doing, you know, some spinal movement. So whether that's, you know, cat-cow or spinal flexes, spinal twists and all of those things just to like wake up my spine. And then I do some, you know, Kriya, whether that's, you know, Gyan Chakra or I'm doing Soba Kriya or I'm doing something with my aura or like an electromagnetism kriya, like whatever that is, that for me just like taps me into my vitality. It allows me to just move energy. 
period, right? And that can that can be done in so many different ways for people. And for me, it's just spending that time, whether that's, you know, right now I would say my practice is between like 30, 40 minutes. And I usually tag on like a little, you know, just mini meditation, just sitting in meditation and then just doing like, I'm really practicing prayer. And so not prayer from like a religious or like a, you know, denomination, but just like a deep gratitude, a deep connection on, you know, just offering my thanks, but at the same time, reaffirming and connecting to higher power, reconnecting to myself and just having this portal of communication, I'm finding really, 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 really helpful. And then my matcha, which I'm not drinking right now, which I've, I've had to take a break. So I'm actually going to be doing a plant ceremony, plant medicine next week. And so usually I do, yeah, making my matcha is part of that rituals, part of that grounding is part of that connection to myself and beauty and taking that time. And then, yeah, nature, like just whether, you know, I, I drive to the beach, which is really luckily, you know, five minutes away and yeah, just connecting to nature again, it doesn't have to be the beach. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything major, but I really find that that just, yeah, it calms, calms me in so many different ways and, and prepares me. It makes me vital. gets me ready for the day or the task or yeah, the the connection or conversation that I'm going to be having. Tell me about Radiance Matcha. Tell me about the about how it came to be, what you've created. It's um, mm. one of my favorite things is that matcha ritual. So I'm so interested to hear about the about matcha as a business for you. Yeah, I know you're into matcha. That's that's <laughs> another thing that. <laughs> We both really, really love. So probably like you, like I've been drinking matcha for over a decade and I first discovered it when I think at the time I was on a coffee break or I was just, yeah, my system was like, mm, I can't do coffee. And I remember being at a little um, tea place and they were like, why don't you try matcha? And I was like, what is matcha? And I just, from that first, like, I remember the cup. I remember my first sip. I remember wanting more. I went back the next day for another matcha. And it just kept on being this experience of connecting. And they had, like, a few different grades at that time. And I just remember, like, being like, this is so amazing and having these different grades of matcha and this flavor. And I personally do. I'm I'm someone that just, I love green things. I I love green juice. I love green smoothie. I love green vegetables. And so even mentally, like having something in the morning that's green had that like effect on me that's like, yes, like this is also good for my body. And it is, right? But at the time, I just didn't know how good it was, but it really just felt better in my system drinking something that was green instead of something like coffee. And I'm not like I'm totally not against coffee. I don't drink it. I'll maybe have like a decaf every now and then just to, you know, just to kind of like switch it up a little bit. But yeah, it was a couple of years ago that I was like, 
what would it look like if I were to create my own matcha and my own branding and my own aesthetic and have that be in people's homes? And the idea was kind of swimming around for a little bit. And then it was last fall that it was on my birthday on the full moon Taurus eclipse, which just happened to be right on my birthday. And I remember having the download of let's do this. Like let's, let's bring the matcha, let's source the matcha. So yeah, I worked with, I got a bunch of different samples from a bunch of different farms in Japan. And the two big things that for me were number one was that it was ceremonial grade and two, that it was certified organic and just the quality had to be top notch. They had to be also really into, you know, good practices and make sure that they were also testing for like heavy metals and molds and just, yeah, I wanted quality, 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 quality is key for me. And yeah, that whole process just was, was in the works. And then I launched it July, yeah, 7-7. So this year, it's still very new. It must have been really fun for you, someone with an interest in design and a background in fashion to create a brand and not only create a brand, but then also call in all of these other components of who you are, nutrition and wellness and holistic living and skin and all of this into a product that supports that and getting to use that fashion and design merchandising background to build the brand itself. It's like all, it's all the things I'm loving about building Casa Noon. Um, but I'm sure that that was really joyful for you too. So joyful. Like it, when, even when you're talking, like it feels so juicy in my body because of all of the different aspects. Yeah. Creating, you know, sourcing, the sourcing the matcha to creating the the look and feel to picking, you know, I mean, I, I kept it pretty minimal because my design aesthetic's pretty minimal. I kept it black and white. And but just, you know, visualizing the Instagram and the energy behind it, the copy, designing the website, creating the website, the just even the for me everything comes back to like a feeling and an energy and just infusing that into every point of the brand, whether it's from, you know, the thank you note. I wanted a really, this really kind of um, unique paper that's actually, it's modeled after Japanese tatami floors. So it has this kind of like look and feel of like a Japanese tatami floor and just all of these aspects that, like you said, I'm sure maybe someone would be like, yeah, whatever, you know, just white paper. And like, that's great for me. And I'm sure for you too, it's like, it's these sensorial or like this feeling that it evokes. And it doesn't have to, you know, evoke that in someone else, but the fact that that's infused into the brand or infused into the intention behind what is going out or what I want to put out in the world, to me, it matters. And I just want the intention to be there. And whether someone feels it or not, it doesn't matter. It's out there and the rest is up to, you know, the, yeah, the market or 
people that choose to, you know, be a part of it. Yeah, the intention comes comes through so beautifully in all of your branding, I think. I think I can definitely feel it that there's that very deep thought and care put into the brand. So good job on that. It's Thank gorgeous. Thank you. We'll think it's about, so too, our Capricorn Risings. I feel like <laughs> with the Capricorn Rising, try as you may to not, like, kind of have that um, – I don't know if it's like the standard or if it's just this, mm, I guess you could say a high standard. Like that's something that I really appreciate in other brands. And so then kind of allowing that to infuse into your brand or my brand, it is really real. Like I, to not do that for me, doesn't feel authentic. So I only can do, and you only too, I'm sure can like follow the way that feels authentic and aligned for you too. 1000%. We're actually, as we've been developing, when I say we, it's like me and my small team, but we've been working on Casa Noon, the beauty line that I've been in process of creating for now it's been two years we just we just went through some delays yeah it's been it's been a long time and we just had some delays and one of the things that's coming up in those delays is that that standard that I have that's very much like it has to be absolutely the highest standard it I Mm -hmm. I'm not taking anything less than that and the, the short version is that as we were transferring our formulations that we had created in Australia to the U.S. factory to start producing the first collection of products, the samples we have from the Australian factory were not getting the same quality at the U.S. factory that we have from our, our no. chemist in Australia. And so we're getting closer, but... You know, I got the first batch from the U.S. factory, and I was like, no, this isn't it. This isn't what we developed. It's not what we agreed upon. And, you know, it's the ingredients haven't changed technically. The formulations haven't changed. It's just not being done to the same standard that the chemist and I had agreed on. So I think... What I've had to what I've had to embrace is that that means it's going to be a longer launch process than I originally intended. It's going to take longer to get the product out. But what I also know is that my future customers will love this product so much and be so grateful that it wasn't compromised in totally. that timeline of creation. Yeah, a hundred percent. And at the same time, I also do believe that these products or these creations have their own timeline. So whether you wanted to launch, you know, six months ago or six months into the future, it's going to have its moment when it's time. I thought the same, I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, launch here. And I thought it could just be so much quicker, but then no, right. Things happen. And, and I feel like, I guess you could, kind of relate it to, you know, a spirit baby and a baby wanting to come through. It's just like they have their Mm -hmm. own time and agenda. And it's like, these are babies and, you know, in different ways, but it's, it's creation's creation. And it's, it's all in the right time. 1000%. What advice would you give to someone who's listening and they're thinking, okay, this sounds like 
what I want to do. I would love to create a brand based on all of the interests. And when we talk about your interests of fashion and design and art and beauty and wellness, it sounds to someone may think like that's a lot of different things. And then you've pulled it all together in this really, really lovely way. So what advice would you give to someone who's also sitting and thinking, okay, I have all these passions and interests and I'd like to create something and I just need the first steps to think about how to even begin. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to not feel like it's chaotic in your own head and in your own space and in your own body and even aura. I know that again, it sounds spiritual, but I don't know how else to put it in the way that if you think it's crazy or too much, or it doesn't make sense, then your audience or the people or the consumer is going to think that way. And Mm -hmm. so if you really allow yourself to tap into what brings me joy? What are my passions? Where am I being guided? What do I want to create through? What are what are all of these things? You can a thousand percent unify that if you feel unified within it. And I find it's helpful to, again, this not, might not be for, for everyone. And for some people, it can be under their personal name for other people, it can be under a brand for me and being the the manifesting generator that I am for me, a radiant life is like the kind of, I guess you could say the, the center of like the wheel or the top of the pyramid and everything else filters underneath that. And for me, it took getting really clear on what is a radiant life. And so a radiant life for me is connecting you or connecting people back to their true nature and beauty. Mm. Simple. And within that and underneath that umbrella, then, okay, that's matcha, that is kundalini yoga, that's skin, that's beauty, that's fashion, that's design. Because for me, That's all about connecting to your true nature. That's all about finding your own style. That's all about tapping into your own beauty and then taking all of that and then expressing that and expressing that through your own unique way or through your own unique modality or through your relationships or business or whatever that is. And that's for the person to decide. And I would really just recommend to even kind of go back to old school, like mapping it out, like write it down. If you know, maybe the name or kind of like the, the central entity that you want to kind of create from or create through. And again, that could be you, like you could want to be the brand. And so what are all of the spokes that kind of like come down for that? But a huge thing for me was to actually just embrace that I'm multi-passionate, I'm multi-hyphenate, I love a lot of different things. And once I fully embrace that and I stop this kind of narrative of being, it's confusing or I don't know what I am or this doesn't make sense and it's too crazy, that when I just dropped that, I was able to come to a place of, yeah, but this is who I am. And from that place... That's what's going to make sense because people want you. People want 
your authentic self. They want your voice. They want more of you. They want your energy. They want your creative force and how you see it. And that's it. That's what's going to be magnetic. That's what's going to create the foundation for your success or your prosperity or your kind of vision for what you want your brand or your business to be at the end of the day. Yeah. And I I think we hear so much about like, you have to pick, you have to choose like one path. And the reality is a, a brand like what you're creating or what, like what I'm creating truly comes. So it comes from the soul in such a, in such a, in such a true way that if you were to say like, okay, I'm not going to incorporate this part of me because I need to like, I need to only speak, you know, from one part of my voice, it, it just, it wouldn't resonate so deeply. And I think, I, I truly believe that your perfect people, your perfect customers, they are going to really, they're going to become raving fans of your brand when they feel that wholeness, when that wholeness speaks through your product or your service. So I, I love hearing you say that because I think we hear quite the opposite sometimes when we're building something. And ultimately, I, I think brands, when we're creating a brand or a business, it is quite spiritual. There's so much creativity. Yeah. There's, so, there's so many intuitive hits that we have to really learn to listen to to build a business or a brand that's going to be sustainable. So if we don't listen to that and don't allow our soul to really be expressed through what we're creating and through the storytelling of the brand or business, we're really just missing out on something that could make it so much more magical. So beautifully put. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's been so great to get to spend this time with mm. you and to get to talk to you again and and learn more about you and what you're creating. For those that are listening, if they are interested in A Radiant Life, if they're interested in the beauty collection or Radiant Smacha or all things you, can you tell us where to find all of those beautiful things? Mm, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're such a light and everything that you do create. And I cannot wait to yeah see your beauty line come to fruition. And yeah, thank you for just holding the space. Yeah, I'm actually so interesting. Moving here too, I've really had the space and the time to reconfigure and and think and really not even I don't want to say think from a headspace but more think from a heart space and really kind of get back into alignment because sometimes we're doing something and we're like huh okay you know this is kind of working and we just kind of keep on following that and so something for me which I actually haven't done yet but I'm in the process of doing I'm actually changing my personal Instagram which it used to be a radiant life. Last fall, I changed it to Lisa O'Connor, and I'm actually in the process of changing everything back to a radiant life. And everything will be back under that umbrella. And yeah, so everything's going to be at a radiant life and then at a radiantlife.ca and then radiancematcha.com. So everything's going to kind of be back unified. And I'm really excited about it because it feels good for me and I'm happy I tried the other thing out (laughs) 
<laughs> and again, classic MG style. If there's anyone else listening that's an MG, I'm sure you'll resonate. Sometimes you just have to like taste the flavor, try something out. Nothing's ever a failure. Just like pivot, try, keep on going. And yeah, that's for me, that's kind of how everything's been. And it's an experience and it's a journey. And yeah, I'm excited for, for what's next for, for the both of us and for everyone listening. Thanks so much, Lisa. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you to Lisa for this beautiful conversation. And if you've loved this episode and feel called to share it on your social, you can tag us at your woo woo BFF. And if you haven't yet left us a review, we would love to see what you have to say about our show. You can leave us a review on Apple Pods or Spotify or Google Pods or wherever you may listen to this show. It means the world to me and to our small team as we work to create something really special for you each week. If you have a friend that would benefit from hearing this conversation and would like to take their love of wellness and beauty and design and create a conscious business and would be inspired by Lisa's story, please pass it on. I always love when my friends share inspiring episodes that they're listening to with me. So I encourage you to do the same for the people that you love. I'll be back again next week. Thank you so much for joining us. If, by the way, you want to travel with us, I'm going to tell you one more time. We have just a few spaces remaining in our Mallorca retreat. So I've included that link in the show notes. Come travel with us to the beautiful, magical, healing destination of Mallorca, Spain. And lots more to come this season as we move into the final couple months of the year. I'll see you again super soon. Sending much love, blessings, and high vibes your way always. See you next week.